1: Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week series of My Wednesday, where we talk to fans of our club and find out what following the Owls means to them. This week we've got Olympic modern pentathlete with us, Kate Livingston. I think that's the first time we've had an Olympian on, how are you, Kate?
2: I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks.
1: Um, so a little bit about about Kate. I think from my research, you finished seventh at the 2008 Olympics.
2: I actually got promoted to six because there was right. um, someone got done for do, having drugs, um, right. so I officially got moved up to six, I got a new certificate and everything, but yeah, I was seventh on the day.
1: <laughs> that's great, and that's where I want to start actually, because from what I've read and found out, there was a little bit of a Wednesday anecdote at that Olympics.
2: Yeah, so um, just in the, um, there's a big Olympian fan, he's called Mark Hazelhurst, and he got tickets for the pentathlon. And as I was like doing my running warm up, he was in the um, stadium, and I noticed he came wearing his Wednesday shirt. Um, and just by pure good luck, he was sat quite close to my parents. So my dad um, spotted him and went over to speak to him. Um, and they've become friends now. So even two weeks ago, when I um, took my son to his first match, um we met up with Mark before the game, which was a bit surreal, really, considering it was uh what was it fifteen years ago now yeah yeah, so yeah, no, that was really nice to see,
1: yeah, that's amazing it's an amazing story really that the the look to to be sat near your your parents in the stadium that big as well,
2: yeah, no definitely it could you know tickets could have put him anywhere, but he's met up with my dad yeah. at um at various. Uh, stadiums around the, the the world now at sporting events. So yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was a little bit of luck. That's kind of nice story.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So let's take it back to the start because for for most Wednesday fans, at least I've probably seen ninety ninety five percent of it. It's all um, my dad took me, but it was just around the corner. It was ten fifteen minutes. So it was a little bit different for you. It was a little bit of a further journey. So tell us how you got into it.
2: Um. So my dad grew up in Sheffield. I've still got family there. His brothers are still there. Um, and um, he was just always a big Wednesday fan. And I can't really remember anything except for coming in, like, to the room on a Saturday saying, oh, how are we doing today, Dad? And he, it was when um, we were third in the Division One, which was obviously the top league back then in the um, early 90s. And, yeah, and I, uh, he took me to my first game when I was eight, um, which was Coventry, and it was a one-one draw. Um, I can't remember much about it, to be honest, but he he remembers it all. Um, in 1992, so that was my first experience. Um, and then from then on, we just uh, he took me to a few games every season, which was which I loved.
1: Yeah, yeah, I bet. I mean, <laughs> you've you said about your your memory from the first game. What what, what were your favourite players growing up? We say about this quite a lot on the podcast because. I'm 22, so I've physically never seen Wednesday in the Premier League. Whereas we've then Aww. got uh, Fudge and Ash and, and Simon and Simon especially would joke that his favourite play his first favourite players are were in black and white and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah who, who, who who were your favourite players um, growing up?
2: Well, um, so I'm 39, so I remember clearly last time we were in the Premiership because we got relegated the year I left school and um everyone in my year group destroyed me in my school yearbook, uh, my Leavers book, because they were all Middlesbrough fans. Um, so we had this like fierce rivalry. So, yeah, I do remember that. Um, but um, like Nicholas Alexanderson, I used to, him, that that team back then, um, the, the team that I remember from physically going to watch them, them play, um, he was a favourite of mine. I think I liked his blonde hair at the time. <laughs> um, and then yeah just just um I was actually at the game where the uh, Decanio pushed the referee over. I was sat with my dad when we beat Arsenal 1-0. Um so Decanio was one of my favorites and then he never played with us again. So it uh, didn't stick with me that one.
1: Yeah. And I suppose moving forward to to now this current this current squad would you say that you you'd really think of the standouts for this squad
2: oh gosh (laughs) they're all so good I just like just I'm just loving it this season the way that they all play together you know they've they've, the squad gets rotated it doesn't seem to matter they're all like one team I mean um Barry Bannon's always going to be a favorite just captain like his loyalty um with us last season and previous and stuck with us um I don't know, I just can't, I, I find it really hard to pick. They're all bringing something, they're all bringing they something. Even like the substitutes, like Stockdale on the bench, like, you know, yeah. I, I never thought I would like, have like a soft spot for like a reserve goalkeeper.
1: Mm. But- especially yeah, with Stockdale, because I, I, I don't think I'm the only one when we signed him that I'm not too keen on him, uh, especially at Wickham the last couple of years, how they played. Um but it's all well and good, isn't it? I think time wasting and stuff like that and that sort of trickery when, when it's on the other side.
2: Yeah, definitely. And just the way he's like supporting the um the players on the pitch is just like really nice to see.
1: Yeah, he seems to have taken on a, a role a bit bigger than just being obviously first choice for, for the first half of the season, but then Cameron Dawson's come in, but he's taking on a role more on the touchline really that we've seen, especially the last last few games. He seems to be quite vocal and yeah, he seems to be playing quite a big part, part off the pitch as, as well as what he did on it in the first half of the season. Um, what oh, it, you know, travelling a little bit further. What's your current match day routine? I know you, you said obviously you brought your son to the, your first game a couple of weeks back. It must be great to now be bringing the next generation and it going well at the
2: moment. Yeah, well he's five now, and I am. If I'm honest, I didn't think I'd be bringing a five year old to the football. I thought, you know, because it's a four-hour trip for us, so wow. a long journey, yeah, 90-plus minutes of football for a five-year-old. I, I wasn't going to do it until I knew he'd actually sit and watch it because I'd get irritated if I had to take him out halfway through. But um, he's been sports mad since he was born. And uh, about a few months ago, I was watching – I do my ironing on a Saturday – I try to anyway with my, put my boys in front of the TV and I've got Jess Stelling on the on my phone, on the Vidi printer. And he stood for 40 minutes watching the Vidi printer, waiting for the Sheffield Wednesday badge to pop up. So I was like, that's it. I know he's ready. He's ready. <laughs> so I spoke to my husband because my husband works on Saturdays. So that's why I can't get to matches. Um, I've got a three-year-old as well. And uh, we, we picked out a match for half term got him in the car and uh, yeah, it was brilliant. I loved it. I loved it so much. My dad came as well. So it was the three of us, three generations. That's um, great.
1: What, what game was it?
2: It was the MK Don. So I really thought I'd cursed us when that first yeah. goal went. in. <laughs> I,
1: was like, yeah.
2: I was worried about going anywhere, having not been, um, I, you know, I just thought, oh, this is going to be, this is the game they're going to lose. I'm driving all that way with Sam's first match, but obviously the squad's, the squad's too good. Oh, no, it's a happy ending.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd read the article, I think, that you'd done with Joe from the staff, and that obviously you'd said about, because you obviously aren't taking him, your son at that point, and you yeah. you said, oh, we're just being relegated, but I'll keep pretending that we're half decent. And now, yeah. you know, a, a lot changed. It must be must be better to be taking him now than if we'd have been able to go a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, and I also thought I'd take the opportunity while we're doing well, for him to see a good match with us, you know, five-year-olds they just want to see goals and a win, don't they? They do, they don't really know exactly what's going on. Or, you know, a a, a, a the nil-nil match versus Ipswich, we were all pleased with a the point there, but he wouldn't he wouldn't have been very happy as that is his first match. So, um, I thought this season is a really good opportunity to take him and see a win, rather than you know, if we get promoted, when I we should now, but um, I don't we like should. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the chances of going on an unbeaten run like this is much lower, so I'm glad I did now. But now he wants yeah. to go again.
1: <laughs> that's it. That's it. Have you got plans to, to be going again? Maybe Derby, possible after the, the season. We might, Yeah, we might I, need, to, well. like yeah, I right.
2: need Yeah, exactly. I need to look at when the school holidays are because that's the only chance I get to go, just me and him um but yeah yeah possibly i thought it would be a one-off but now now i'm itching to get back so so i will we'll be looking at maybe the ones um april
1: mm, it'll be away games as well before long
2: <laughs> yeah but i can't get tickets that's my problem
1: yeah yeah well yeah especially maybe next season allocations will be a little bit bigger but true yeah. you know I used uh, to
2: go to a lot of away games and I was thinking before I came on here how I managed to get tickets but I just I mean I don't know if they just weren't in demand as much I, I mean I've I've been to so many away games um all over the country as well um but I just
1: what, what are your favorite memories then of going away because for, for me away games are have always been not that Ill, I love going to Illsbury, of course you do but I think away games are a little bit more special you see you see the same faces. You see the same people that spend yeah. the time traveling traveling across the country. So, yeah, what, what's it like going away from home? Do you think?
2: Um, I went to my favorite away match. Is we went to Leicester when we won four one, and um, at least three of the goals were like absolute screamers. It that was Brunt and Wheeldon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was lucky enough to be at that match. Um, I think it was. It must have been like December time. Went with my dad and my sister. Again, I, I don't know how we ended up there to be honest. My dad would have just asked if I wanted to go. Um, so that was a really great match. Um, and then, well, it's not really an away match, but the playoff final in two thousand and five, I was there on that day, which was, um, yeah, one of one of my highlights of my following following, um, yeah, following Sheffield Wednesday. But no, I've, I've been to Cardiff. Um, a few times been in the South West, I've been to the Bristol clubs. Um Me and my dad went to Brighton once but couldn't get away tickets, so we sat in the home end and it was the a match we needed to win to avoid relegation. And we were a bit late and we heard a big cheer and we assumed it would be a home cheer. We got in the crowd, sat sat there, you know, or saying to the uh, Brighton fans next to us, Oh, the we we scored then and they were like, Oh no, it was them. We just to me we're like, we <laughs> oh, got to sit on our hands. It was awful. I'm never doing that again. No, never. No, and we, that. Yeah. And then we scored again to secure um, to secure our place in the championship. And uh, the Wednesday fans are going mad, and we just had to just sit absolute quiet. It was horrible.
1: Yeah. Do you have any other sort of memories going away from home? Um, you know, probably not not so much recently. But you have said the the out of the pool, in the playoff final, and. Brighton and Leicester's. What were your first away game?
2: Oh, you know what? I wouldn't know. It might have been um, Borough, maybe.
1: Yeah.
2: I'd have to ask my dad. You know, my dad can't remember quite quite uh, obvious memories of me and my sister as children. Yet, ask him what the goal. Who was the goal scorer at my first ever Wednesday match? And he can tell me the date, the time, that the goal was scored. He'll to. He'll. He can recall like the Sheffield Wednesday detail. It's crazy. Um, so I'll have to ask him that question, actually, and I went to Borough when I was quite younger, um, just being local, Yeah. so I, that would be my guess.
1: And what was it like following Wednesday while you were sort of competing, and because I'm, I'm in certain sport, I'm CrossFit really, and since I've taken oh. more of that on, following Wednesday's become come less from it, while it's still there, you don't quite feel as connected, but how did you sort of have that balance of competing at the, the highest level while following Wednesday?
2: Well, we had Saturday afternoons off, so it was quite <laughs> it was quite easy, actually. Um, that's how I used to get to win more games because having no children and the whole weekend, we used to train on a Saturday morning, but we finished by about half ten, so I could easily just jump in my car and drive to wherever I wanted. Um, so I think I was probably... Yeah, I I probably saw about six or seven games a season then, um, home and away, back in my competing days. Um, And also, um, I had a boyfriend at the time who was a big Hartlepool fan. um, And he used to like going to the football. So we'd be able to go to like Hartlepool and Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I remember when, I don't know if it still is, League One last day of the season is like Saturday and championship is Sunday and we'd go to like a Hartlepool game on the Saturday and then Sheffield Wednesday on the Sunday. So, um, yeah, it was quite easy to He he, Well, that was also made the playoff final a bit interesting as well.
1: Yeah, I bet it did. did. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, we've we've covered more things there. Um, just in terms of it, quite a big question, quite a broad question, but what does Sheffield Wednesday mean to you? Because it's for most people, you think it's just the game, it's just a football, but it's more than that, isn't it? What, what does it mean to you?
2: It is. It it's it puts you in a slightly bad mood if they lose. Like And it can, like, you know, Saturday evenings just are so much, you just feel lighter when you've had three points, which is obviously, it's not just a football match when that happens, is it? Um, <laughs> I work in a, a primary school in Bath where there isn't really a strong connection to any football team so I get a bit uh, I find it quite frustrating when all the all the kids at school are like Man City, Man U, Liverpool, Chelsea you know even some like foreign teams yeah. I, try, I try and give them lectures quite regularly actually on how the fact that they'll never understand like, the, the joy of promotion until you've, like, suffered relegation. And they just stare at me with blank faces because they just don't have a clue what it's like. They're You know, they, they, they get sad if their team's, like, sixth in the Prem. Um, yeah. But to, like, follow a team that goes up and down um, and, like, all – I don't know, it just brings out your emotions, doesn't it? You, you, you really feel it all. Um, and there's nothing that can compare – think if you're not if you're not actually a true fan of a club you don't understand how it feels
1: yeah you're absolutely right I mean for for me personally i have as I said I was born in September 2000 and um, so that was four months after we went down so I've seen my first game were around 2005 just after we'd gone up so I've seen the Heartbreak against Palace, two thousand and nine, sort of ten, and back up against Wickham, which obviously, you know, a, a, a great memory. But then back down again now. But you know, it, hopefully, it's 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 looking up. Do you think we, we've spoke about it a little bit already? But in terms of getting promoted this season, do you think under that, what do you think of Darren Moore to start with? Do you, do you feel he can then build on that and keep building it towards the, the Premier League? Hopefully.
2: Yeah, I, um, I mean, bear in mind, I've, I've seen one game this season live. I'm not going to pretend I've been to any more. Um, but I do, I follow Twitter religiously every Saturday or whenever there's a match on. I watch, when it's on Sky, I, I'm there in front of the TV. Um, so, but the one thing that strikes me this season is just the fans' love for Darren Moore And it's just so refreshing because even when we've had good managers, I feel like the last feel good vibe with a manager is um, Carlos. Um, And he was my favourite manager of all time, but Darren Moore's definitely overtaken him. I just like admire the way he's um, put the feel good factor back into the club. Um, Yes, it's league one, but who cares? It's like, this is what you want to feel. You want that, you want to feel good about your team. Um, And I just, I think that he can just keep on going because once, if the players believe in him, why would you change him? Like, you know, he can, just because the level of football is slightly higher. I mean, we've beaten Newcastle um, this year. It's, it's not like we can't compete with him as leading us against the bigger teams.
1: Yeah. And there were a point probably last season and even this season unwarranted really, but where some felt he want the man for, man for the job after even just a couple of draws. You know, it's always been quite, it's been a tough gig for Darren Moore. I think oh. that it even even where we are now, yeah, it's it's brilliant. But for some, it's still, well, it's League One. We we, sh- we should be doing well in League One, which, yeah, we should. But it's quite incredible what he's done in sh- such a short period of time. And just to relate back to that article he did with the start, at, at that point, it, we couldn't really be been lower. And I think that we all felt a little bit, we're going down to League One and we don't really feel like we're going to bounce back. And yeah. in a couple of years, it, it really changed
2: it around, hasn't it? I just think, you know, I used to, you, you seasons go by and you look at the teams at the top that just keep on winning. And I've I've always like never believed that we would be in that position because you don't really believe things that will happen to like you or your club when you see others doing it. Uh, and I was just like, oh, and what, do, what does that feel like to just keep on winning and be at the top? And now we all know. And I think like a lot is, must be down to Daryl Moore because um, a lot of the players are the same from last year. Um, I know we've got new recruits, but it's the, the, the core, there's core players there that are the same. And uh, yeah, they look, they just look really happy.
1: And that recruitment's been from, from him, really. The the players mm-hmm. that he's brought in over the last couple of years, he completely changed the side around that went down the side that, that so different to this one. Didn't re, Most of that side really wanted away, I think. Yeah. But, you know, didn't really want to be at Wednesday anymore. You, you think of some of them that, that were there, Adam Reach, Tom Lees, John Rose, none of them really wanted to play for the club and being replaced by Aidan Flint. For yeah. me, well, um, you, you think uh, um, Adam Reach being replaced by George Byers sort of thing. You know, it was completely different how Darren Moore's changed it around, which it's good that things are looking up. Right, we'll we'll leave it there. Katie, thank you for joining us. That's thank been fantastic you. to speak to you. Great to hear your memories and what Wednesday means to you. So, yeah, this has been another episode of my Wednesday. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. Tune in thank for the next you. one. Mm-hmm.